robbed of the poom pooms. It did not pop in like I like it. Ah, welcome to <laughs> guys. So, so happy to have y'all back here again with an awesome episode this week. Um, my name is Latoya. My name is Nakia. Hi, I'm Janet. And in the background is Houdini, my third. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show, Houdini. I'm Toya. And we have the lovely Miss EJ McDougal. Hello. So, so happy to have her here today, y'all. She is phenomenal. Um, let's go ahead and talk about what we're working on this week. Um, I'll go first. So I was working on um, email, email um, sequencing, lead generation type things reaching out to my cold market, introducing myself, and drumming up some new clients. Cool. I work on troubleshooting purchasing orders. Um, the company that I work for, they have a new um, accounting system, and it's not working right, and everybody's wondering what their money is. Oh, no. Oh. Wow. Show me my money. Show me my money. Where's my money at? Oh. <laughs> You gotta laugh when you want to cry. Um, I have been working on updating some Dubsado packages. I'm preparing for a Got Word youth, plan, youth Poetry event I have upcoming, and as well as just doing some emails and follow and a proposal that I have that just fell in my lap that I need. Hey, yes, awesome, yeah. Janet. Hey y'all, so I had an awesome meeting with a client today and we're working on creating videos uh, so she can uh, create her email campaign um, for her for her list. So that was fun. Yes. Awesome, awesome. Well, y'all, I want to introduce this awesome lady that we have. She's going to tell us what she is working on. <laughs> well, um, I run a charity called the Kairos Initiative, and we're about to start our first project for the year. So I've been working on strategies for that, basically for how to raise funds. Um, probably tell you more about that later, but yes, it's about basically pregnant women in parts of Nigeria. I'll tell you about that later, but yeah, that's what this week has been about, really. Nice. Yes, that is Awesome. Well, y'all already see, like, she had a lot going on. So let me go ahead and formally introduce her. I'm so excited. So Mrs. EJ McDougall is a trained communicator with many feathers in her bow. Having grown up in Nigeria and migrated to the UK as an adult, she has a unique perspective on how people define themselves. She is an HR employment law expert with the UK government and until recently was a BBC local radio producer. Y'all, she fire. She founded and runs the, uh, is it Cairo or Cairo Initiative, a charity dedicated to victims of extremism in northern east, northeastern Nigeria. EJ is the author of Surviving Zero to Five, Moms of Girls, a short commentary on her experience as a mother of two daughters. She's passionate and deliberate about the topics she chooses to speak on. And today we are talking about identity, who we are. Most of the time when someone asks you that, you start naming off stuff like what you do for a living. And that's not us. We're going to 
dive into what that actually means and how you can get down to the core of answering that question. So, Ms. CJ, tell me a little bit about that. Okay. So, I started with telling you a few stories. Well, I think the best way to do it, I've come with a few questions for us to answer. And I think answering those questions, we've got to figure out the answer to that big question, who, who are you? So I used to say, I did not realize that I was a black woman until I came to the UK. Because I grew up in Nigeria, where most people are black. And it was never an issue. I was EK who did this, who did that, my personality, you know, where I went as a person, what I believed in and stuff like that. But then I came to the UK and suddenly the only description that people seem to have of me was that black lady and I don't live in the most diverse part of the UK so yeah so it it, it made me sort of hang on excuse me <laughs> there's more to me there's more to me I'm a black lady and proud yes but there's a bit more to me than that but then it just made me start to question a lot of things so but when I then say who I who who am I why do I like you said Latoya, do I want to start describing what I do for a living or do I want to start describing who I am to other people? I'm a mom, I'm a daughter and you know that kind of thing. So yeah, so I'll give you a story. Once upon a time in my place of work, we had this um, situation where, I don't know, it was like called insights where we were sort of learning about ourselves. We answered some questions and we were learning about ourselves. And I didn't take it too seriously. I just answered the questions and stuff. I didn't realize there was going to be like a whole 20 page report about me. <laughs> so I filled it up. Then we went to the thing where we all sat down in a circle, did the usual icebreaker and all that stuff. And then they started to talk about who you could be, you know, on the spectrum. And you could be a cool green, you could be, so you could be a cool blue, or you could be an earthy green, or you could be a fiery red, or you could be a sunshine yellow. And, you know, I'm reading, you know, getting quite interested, thinking, hmm, I would like to be a cool blue. You know, I read all the good bits about, yeah, and it sounds nice, doesn't it? I'm a cool blue, or I'm an earth green, you know? I didn't want to be a sunshine yellow. Then when the results came out, guess what? I was sunshine yellow all the way. Sunshine yellow quite to a high degree and a bit of the earthy green. And I, I wasn't very happy with that because when I got the report, I went straight to the pros and cons and I didn't read the pros. I sort of focused on the disadvantages, the not so good bits about being a sunshine yellow. And it stayed. That's all I read. That's all I focused on. Those were facts. Those are the facts I decided to focus on. And to be honest with you, I lived with a chip on my shoulder for for nearly two years because you know, starting to bend myself out of shape because I want to fit this other set of criteria. I want people to see me like this. I wish people thought I was this instead of owning who I truly am. Years after that, the same test came up. That by this time I'd done some growing and I knew who I was going to be. I knew it was going to come out sunshine yellow again. 
thought I was deliberate in reading all of it, accepting all of me, accepting the parts that need some growth, but accepting the parts that are pretty fabulous. You know, I'm sunshine yellow. I'm the life and soul of the party. I'm the one who people want to be around. You know, I bring life to the place and I started to own it. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't, I wasn't perfect, but I was beginning to enjoy all of me. So, but I, so that I don't bore you any further, guys, I have a few questions. I have about 10 questions. We won't go through all of them, but they're questions that I'm hoping will make you reflect. And whoever is listening, I'm hoping it will make you reflect as well. So, as we say, who are you? First question, you start to think, oh, I'm a HR expert. No, that's what you do. And sometimes what you do is who you are. Like I run a charity and everything about that charity is who I am as a person. So there are times, yeah, okay. But what words do you use to describe yourself? That's my first question. What words do you use to describe yourself? Oh, I can answer because I know what I say about myself. Go on then. I'm a full figure diva. That's what I say about myself. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> There is no shame in my game. Personal Instagram. My title is what my sexy is, full figure diva. Those are my hashtags. Um, you know, everybody needs to be like Janet. Own it. This is who you are. Oh, this is it, I was going to say, no, you need to be like me. I got <laughs> My next question then. My next question then is hey, everybody else didn't answer. That's oh, true. Ladies, let's, let's hear yeah. what words do you use to describe yourself? Yeah. Generous. I use the word generous a lot. Generous. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, my my main word would be loyal. Loyal. Pretty loyal. Okay. Toya so, would be free. Yeah. I just you know free. I love it. See, I like that they're all very positive positive words but from my experience if i'm talking to someone one-to-one -one and we're being you know doing moment of truth so who what words do you use to describe yourself people don't tend to be as positive and they start mm. to remember what is wrong with them and they start to remember i'm not so good at this or i don't really like this and you know but then the next question is so where do you get those words from the words that you use to describe yourself where did you get them from? Whose opinions? Where have you, you know, there is a multiple of sources. So which ones have you gone and gathered information about yourself from? In my example, when I got that report, Sunshine Yellow, I went straight to the negative aspects of my personality. Those were facts. Those things were true, but they were not the full picture. There was a whole other set of facts that would have made me feel a lot better about myself, but I wasn't interested in those because I just wanted to know what's wrong with me. And that's where my focus was. So what set of facts? Where this, you don't have to answer this one because it's a bit personal. You know, where has my opinion of myself come from? I have no shame in my game, so I don't mind answering. Yeah. Um, 
Mine came from the, okay, so I've always been plump. My my parent, my daddy used to call me Fatty Boom Boom. It's kind of Caribbean. So I've always been plump all my life or um my family, we have breasts, hips, and butts. That's that's what the women. No, 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 wrong with that. Yes. <laughs> I have always been um plumped or so when I when I was getting older, I wanted to be a full-figured fashion designer. And I went to high school and college. So when I realized that the word wasn't fatty boom boom and the word was full-figured, um, that's how come I stayed with it? Because I've always been full figured and I've always been a risque full figured. I think I told the story before how my mother threw away my biking shots because my backside was so broad and see through. So so I've always been full figured. So that's where I get my fat from. It was from birth, from Fetty Bumble. You see, I have a similar story. Just like you say, your dad used to call you that. I have a similar story about my parents when I was about say three three years old, I elementary school. I believed, and I tell this story so many times, but I believed so so completely that I am the most beautiful girl in the world. And as a three-year-old, there was absolutely no question. There was no debate. It was just, I am the most beautiful girl in the world. Simple as that. And then when I, as I was growing up, I mean, I keep saying about this other girl who I used to, who was in my nursery school, and I used to think she's very striking, she's very beautiful, but I must be even more beautiful than that. So my goodness, I, you know, I am the best around. And I remember in university, I was looking at some of my pictures as a, as a child, and I saw a picture of myself at that age, and I remember just bursting out laughing, thinking I wasn't even a cute kid. Never mind, most beautiful girl in the world. I wasn't even, <laughs> I wasn't the most beautiful girl in the world. I was not. But I believed that so wholeheartedly back then because that's what daddy said. That's what my parents told me, that I'm the most beautiful girl in the world. And thank God, oh. that is what they said to me. Imagine they had told me the opposite. Right. Imagine they told me. Yeah, you know, you know, you're not one of the, you're not one of the cute kids, or, or you're not that beautiful, or whatever. Imagine if they had told me the opposite of, mm -hmm. hey, you're the most beautiful girl in the world. I keep thinking where my confidence would have been if my parents had told me the opposite of what they were telling me at that, at that age. But then, as you grow up, become a teenager, this sort of leads to my next question whose opinion counts. So at the age of three, four, five, your parents, their opinions, because they're the ones, they're the ones who have the power. Question, who has the power? When you become a teenager, you want to impress your friends, you want to impress your mate, you know, you want to be one of the mean girls or you want to be on, on this group or that group or that clique. As you're getting older, suddenly maybe it's a boyfriend, a girlfriend, their opinion, they have the power to make you feel a certain way about who you are. So that's my next question. Who has the power? Who has had the power in the past and who has the power now? Mm, that's a really big well, question. I would think 
I feel like I'm at a counseling session. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you are. I would think for me, who had the power back then would probably be my family. Because my dad, my dad always made my figure uh, a joke or my dad always made it comfortable for me. Letting me. Now my mom, she didn't. And it's funny enough because my mom is, you know, full, well, you could tell she was full figured. I'd have to tell you that story, but that's a whole nother story. But anyway, <laughs> um, she was full figured. So, um, but my dad always made me feel comfortable. And I was a daddy girl. I mean, me and my dad, we took trips together. We went to the park. We went to the movies. Ain't much me and my dad ain't do. <laughs> um, my dad used to gamble. I used to go to the gamble casino. <laughs> it wasn't much that so I was always comfortable with me so when I got into school you know when kids would be like you fat I'd be like no nah, I'm full picket and I'm cute now I so, so it didn't bother me um it's when I was getting older and then guys you know would like me but then they would come to the gate and my dad would be like, so then I started to oh, full figure would be a bad thing because Hey, let me talk to the boys, and I want to talk to the boys. And then I became a tomboy, so I grew out of the the cute and the concern. But then when I became an adult, I think it was society was whose opinion started to matter. Because now I'm going into this full figure career, and in the time that I was attempting to go, what that I went into it, it was drugs and um, lighter. The Caucasian people were very big women weren't gonna be no full freaking designer. So then that was started to eat at me. So then it was society. And now in these latter years, sometimes people, when they say things, it hurts me. Cause it, it make me um, think I'm uneducated or it, it depends on the moment, but sometimes people's words and reactions to things yeah. I don't see why because I, I, I eventually I blow it over but yeah. in that moment it can it can hurt me so that's that's being human isn't it because we go through ups and downs in our emotions and in who we are and how vulnerable we are so I suppose to round off this first set of questions it's wise then to say and it's wise for us to know that we choose we choose whose opinion counts we choose who has the power. We choose whose words we use to describe ourselves. It's our choice. And if we're living life, letting it happen to us, then, then that's our fault. We need to become more aware of what we're taking on, who, who we allow to speak into our dream, who we allow to speak into our lives and, and all of that. Then I take you to a different set of questions, and that includes a question like, what has your struggle taught you? So we've all been through ups and downs in our lives, we've all been through some trauma. I mean, you get to a certain age and you think, phew, yeah, <laughs> I've been through quite a few things, being domestic violence. I mean, in my case, I can tell you a whole story. I mean, moving from but what has your struggle taught you 
what did you learn about yourself from the things you have been through? I learned that I am the only one that matters. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. I learned that um, home comes first. Home comes first, and everything else will fall in its place. Yeah. Um, I've learned that I can only control me. I can't control anything else about anybody or the situation. Just me and my reaction to stuff. Yeah. So then, if we if we think about life in that way, then. So when these things are happening to us or when trauma is coming to us or or so or just you know difficult situations let's not forget to learn from those situations otherwise it should just be a circle sometimes you can feel like you're just going around in circles but if you're learning from your experiences then you're not going around in circles it's more of a spiral because you're going up and up even if it's similar circumstances that you're facing you're learning and although you're going round and round, you're still going up and up in a spiral, not in a circle. So that's one. If you do not learn from your struggle, then what a waste that struggle was. What a waste of your humanity. What a waste of your time. What a waste of your emotions. What a waste of your happiness. A waste of all of it. If nothing, if no lesson has come from that experience. So we need to start becoming a bit more aware of why am I going through this? Why has this happened? Knowing the kind of person I am, what am I likely to take out from this situation? Why is this situation happening? What can I, what can I learn um, from it? The next question then is, how do you respond to praise and how do you respond to criticism? In terms of getting to know I know that when people praise me, oh my goodness, I can't handle it. I just, I just cannot handle it. I'm very loud. I'm the loudest person you've ever met. But once you start to say nice things about me, I just cannot handle it. I just can't. And you know, that's okay. That's who I am. People say, learn to take a compliment. I am learning. I'm not quite there yet. But then when people start to tell me things that are not so good, do you know those things can live with me for years, for years? So if you think about, so how do I handle praise? Why do I handle praise like that? Do I feel, do I feel like I am not worthy? Is that why when people praise me, I feel like, oh, don't say anything about me. Is that why? Or why? What's what's going on there? That's for me to answer for myself. Like, and if people are criticizing me to again. Do they have the power? Is this somebody that that matters? So mm -hmm. yeah, I'll listen to it. I'll grow from it. But should I keep it here forever like I tend to? If I do that, am I not then giving the wrong person or every Tom, Dick and Harry, giving them the power? Mm, that's not very wise, mm -hmm. is it? When, when people praise me, I don't want you to praise me or give me compliments because of what I did for you. I did what I did because I truly wanted to do what I did for you. And yeah. it's important to me that if you ask me to do something or you hire me to do something, that I do it to the best of my will and the best of my experience because I want you to be pleased in the end. I didn't, you didn't hire me just because for the money. You hired me because you saw some value or some expertise in me that you said, yes, could be a 
an additional asset to your company. So that's what I, I want you to shine in the end. Um, and as for criticism, I take criticism because I'm always striving to be better. I mean, there was a time in my life when criticism used to bother me. And sometimes, you know, earlier when you asked the question, sometimes I, when people respond to me negatively, I have to, I started I start to think now what's going on with them. Sometimes mm -hmm. their response or their character or the way they answer you is not you. They could have had a bad morning. They could have had a child upset them or some family member, or they could be in some desperate situation. So when me, then instantly it's like, oh, it's Janet. Let me take it out on her. Janet didn't even do nothing. You know, the, the running joke um, with people is no matter when they see me in the morning, I come in with this old sunshiny attitude. I'm, I'm bright yellow. Good morning or good afternoon. Because I don't know what your last encounter was, but when you see me, I'm hoping that when I say good morning, good afternoon, it warms your heart so that you'll be like, well, hi, how you doing? Or you might not be good morning. I'm okay. Instead of, I don't want to talk you know, that kind of. So yeah. that's how I respond. Yeah. Anybody else? I, um, I believe in, you know, giving people their their, you know, their praise or appreciation while they're, you know, they're here. So I'll tell someone if, you know, I, you know, I appreciate them. And if they, you know, appreciate me in return, that's fine. They can't say it if they don't want to, it doesn't matter. Cause like Janet said, I mean, I did it for, for my purposes. I wanted to do it cause I wanted to do it. Um, so yeah. Um, Praises are fine. You take a compliment. Thank you and keep moving. <laughs> but um, as far as um, criticism, I, I'm, I'm here for it because like you said, you're always trying to be a better version of yourself and I can't fix anything that I don't know is wrong. So if you say something, if I've said something or done something, let me know. Not to say I might not change it because I I said what I said and I probably meant it. But <laughs> <laughs> I I what, said. It. what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nakia? Um, I'm not good at accepting um praise or criticism. Um, I don't know why. I I, I feel the way they feel in that if I did something, I did it because I wanted to do it. So I don't need you to give me validation or anything. Um, as far as criticism. I try not to take it to heart because I try to be authentic in everything that I do. So if I don't, if you feel a certain way, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the way I feel. Excellent. Yeah. So for praise, how do you respond to praise? I like praise. I appreciate praise. Telling me I did something good I, it makes me feel good. You know, especially when it's and when it's genuine. I really appreciate that. Um, how do I respond to criticism? Um, when it's, when, it's, when you're criticizing me for something that I did, um, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it, but I, I process it and, and understand that you may be wrong. <laughs> I'll go back and process it to, to see if you were right or not. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now, now praise though, to be honest with you, if I'm praised for something I did, I've always been not an overachiever, but I've always done well. So I'm good with that. But as far as praise, as far as my physical, how I look, I, I historically as a child, I was put down because I'm, I'm black, black, I'm dark skin and this, that, and the other. And I grew up in an environment that was mostly, uh, uh, it wasn't very diverse. And so I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me. 
and so forth. So when it, when it when they put me down because of what I, how I look different, it's like how Janet said, uh, being more full figured and things like that. Most of the people I grew up with didn't look like that. The other girls, and um, so now when I do get if I get praised because of what I look like, I, that's difficult for me because I'm used to the criticism. So yes. that's me just being honest. I can yeah. identify with that. I can. Yeah. So then, in that sense, then, so the, the next question is then, have you acknowledged all of yourself? And, and the story that I tell with this is when I, at work, again, we're doing one of these personality tests and the time around is birds. Uh, you can be an eagle, you can be an owl, you can be a dove. So a meek and gentle dove, which is not me. Or you can be an analytical owl, you can be a strong, powerful eagle, or you can be a peacock. Now, I've gone through my sunshine yellow situation, right? And I'm not about to be a peacock. <laughs> so we do this thing. And you know, you know when you're answering the questions, they're thinking, ah, oh, this better be eagle. <laughs> I better come out as an eagle because, you know, then the test, then the results come out. And ah, oh, EJ, you're a peacock. <laughs> a peacock with a bit of eagle in there, but mostly peacock. So I was about to, I mean, I'd had this, as I say, sunshine yellow situation. I had a bit of growth of, you know, beginning to come to terms with who I really am. And then they say to me, I'm a and I was putting my hand up about to be like, I'm not having this. And as I put my hand up, the color of my top caught my eye. So I'm working in an office and I have this lime green top I'm wearing. And I remember my earrings were like a, a lime green hoop earrings. And I had lime green eyeshadow on. And I just put my hand down. Because I thought, oh, come on now. You know, let's, let's be honest. You know, I'm looking a bit bright today. I'm too yeah, this is my job. Look, this is how I come to work. I come like this. So I suppose this says a lot about my personality. So I put my hand down. I thought, yeah, I'm a peacock. Tell us about it then. Tell us the good bits. Tell us the bad bits. But I knew this time around, I knew to listen out for both. Yeah. To listen out for this is the aspect that you might need to develop on. And these are the aspects that you're fantastic at. So I am happy to face all of myself. So criticism is good. I mean, good criticism is good. There's no need to demean me or make me feel small or make me feel That's not criticism. That's just paid. But criticism, constructive criticism is good. And it's good to acknowledge aspects of your personality that you want to develop, but it's your choice again. It's your choice. Do I want to change being a loud-mouthed person? Actually, do you know what? I've come to the point in my life where, no, actually, I don't want to change that at all. I'm happy to, to, to be a chatterbox. Actually, I tried to change it, and I can't. I talk. This is who I am. It's so, who you are. I'm good with that. Thank you. There's other aspects of my life where they say all the good things. I'm happy for you to, I might not want the compliment in that sense, but you know what? I need to know what I'm good at so that I don't go around with a chip on my shoulder. So I don't want to focus too much on the bad, but I don't want to go around with an inferiority complex. But then I don't want to focus on only the positives because I don't want to be a pompous, arrogant person. That's my choice though. If I decide I'm happy to be a pompous, arrogant person, choice. 
my choice. Mm -hmm. I don't have to change it because of anybody. I don't have to change it. If life lessons are not bringing me to the point where I'm deciding to develop in one way or the other, then I choose not to. But mm -hmm. I choose. So who I am, I decide. I decide. I have another question. This is a big one. Before you go to that question, sis, yeah. can we uh, just say thank you real quick to our to our viewers? Uh, we have a couple folks here with us. And just to remind you guys, thank you for number one, thank you so much for being here. And if you have any questions for EJ, please share them because you can answer these questions too. We would love to hear your answers. Uh, we want to say thank you to Mama Dorch. We're so glad you're here today. Um, some of her comments, I let go, let God take the wheel. That's right. If it doesn't apply, let it fly. Come I love that it. one. <laughs> come on, come on. Sometimes it's not how they dish it, dish it out. It's how we choose to accept it. Absolutely. I, I read that. And Charletta says, um, love that analogy. We go round and round, but if we learn, it's upward in a spiral instead of just going in circles. Yes, right. Great perspective. I totally agree. Totally agree. And Tiffany has again if you have any questions guys this is a, a blessing to have her on the show today she's just uh, a wealth of knowledge and she just has a beautiful spirit if you have any questions for EJ, please post them in the comments we'll share them okay all right thank you go ahead sis next question is your conscience clear yep you got a clear conscience don't answer i don't want to know <laughs> but we need to sit with this one for a bit because, I mean, we're all adults here and we know that the things that we've gone through in life, perhaps there are people that we haven't spoken in the best of ways. Actually, just a couple of days ago, someone sent me a message in the middle of the night. I don't really get a lot of sleep. And I read this message and I thought, I don't recognize the name. And he sent a message saying, I want to thank you for how you responded to me when I sent you those messages. I thought, all right, I better scroll up because I don't remember this person. I don't remember what messages he's talking about. I scrolled up and I had a read. And this is somebody who I didn't know, was a Facebook friend, I think. So I didn't know him and he had needs that he was, he must have been desperate to ask someone that he, he didn't know. And, and I saw the way I responded. Usually, I, I always go on and on about, oh, be kind, let's be, let's be kind. But then when I read how I responded to this man, um, sorry, I really can't help you. And then he asked again uh, for a different need. Can you help me with something else? I'm, I'm really sorry. All, all the money I have now, really, I can't, I can't, I don't have any spare. I can't help you. And then he asked for something else. I think there were three different things he had asked me for over a few days. And the answer was no. But the way in which I answered this gentleman was uncalled for because after the third time I'd had enough and I went through, I went into a bit of a rant that must have made him feel small. I answered him in a way that made him feel, that must have made him feel, I mean, I was ashamed. I was reading these comments that I made and I was, I was ashamed and I had to apologize. I'm really sorry. Um, I said, I, I, I could have responded to you better. I don't know why you're thanking me for the way I responded because the way I responded was actually quite horrible and I am sorry. 
So that made me think then on how many people out there have I answered like this? How many people out there? I mean, over the last few months, when we've had, had all these arguments about George Floyd, we've had all these COVID arguments, and, you know, especially online, I need to check myself of how I make the individual person feel. It's all right saying something on Facebook, all right saying something on Twitter, but when I'm one-on-one, -on -one, how do I make people feel? And going a bit deeper with that, in my life, how have I justified the horrible things that I might have done to people? And just sitting here, I can think of a few people who I have been very unkind to. And I felt justified in how unkind I was to them. But in being the best that we can be, we need to get to a point in our lives where we can disagree without being horrible, where we can disagree without, without becoming less of who we're meant to be. And I feel like in answering the questions as per who we are, who we say we are, our identity, I think it's important to have a clear conscience. I think it's important that you check R to other people. Because, I mean, I believe in repeat, you, you report yourself. So that's a big question for me. I, I think we need to ask ourselves that over and over again. Is my conscience clear? Um, is my conscience clear? Big question. Another question, and I would like to ask all of us ladies this. What is your default setting? So I know some people that if I have a problem, they are the last person I want to go to because I will get a lecture. Yeah? Mm. Or... They're the last person I want to go to because they will make me feel like my problem is never, ever going to get solved. You know how they say, you know, when they I'm not feeling well. Oh, I know somebody who died of that headache that you have, you know, that kind of situation. So in your general life, then, if someone comes across you for the first time, there are some people I never want to ask them, how are you? Ask us that question because I'll be there forever. I don't mind sometimes, but to be honest, it'd be nice when I ask you how are you from time to time. But maybe once in a while you are fine, you are okay. You cannot forever be known as somebody who is oh well, you know. Oh, today's my shoulder. Oh no. in your life where things are maybe a bit okay. So I'm asking you ladies, when people come across you for the first time, what's your default setting? Sarcasm. <laughs> they probably get like a silent treatment because you know, yeah. and people don't, you know, I'm like, I probably look like I, I'm cordial, but probably take a moment to kind of warm up. <laughs> Kindness. Like, I, I wanna, I, default, I want to be kind. I'm always open and engaging, but in the back of my mind, I'm e evaluating you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always open and engaging. Okay. Yeah. You, you're getting some serious evaluation going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think I'm um, probably sarcastic from the beginning. And then yeah. I probably start to think about what it is that you actually need and if I can provide something. Okay. I'm usually so, too, too far into my own bubble, so it's one of those things where you got to kind of 
tap me on my shoulder. Hey, hi, hi, how are you? And then I look up like, oh, hey, can I help you? <laughs> you know, so I'm normally in my bubble doing my thing. So yeah. You know, I think about that universal law, like you said, you reap what you sow. So uh, immediately I'm thinking what I can do to be helpful, be kind, because I know that yeah. comes back to me. Yeah. Okay. I asked this question because I'm one of those people that until I started to decide for myself who I am, mm -hmm. I used to get so confused because I have my family saying things to me like, you need to, you know, you need to, you're too nice, you're too soft. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, 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 I don't like confrontation. But then I have people from people who don't know me as well say to me, you're a bit of a dragon, aren't you? Oh, I wouldn't want to cross you. Oh, this. And I'm thinking, well, which one is it? Am I too harsh? So can you imagine for years bending myself out of shape, trying to to my family come across as no, I'm I'm tough, and then to other people trying to be like meek and mild and nice. And I've decided I I'm both. I can be both. That's right. You know, I don't have to be one way. So my default setting to you might be this. My default setting to people who are not nice to me might be something else. My So I am not boxed in. And I don't think any of us are. You know, you I agree with that. You're right. You I can agree meet with different that. people in different circumstances. And it's important that we know that. Otherwise, we find ourselves in a situation where, okay, you know, I've seen something online that I don't like, okay, um, and but I, I don't want people to think that I kick off over everything. So this thing is eating me up. I really don't like it, and I really want to speak. But then I sit down silent, not because I want to. I sit down quiet because I'm trying to impress the person next to me, or I'm trying to come across a certain way, and then I. I lose my authenticity because of who I'm trying to be today, who I'm trying to be in the office, who I'm trying to be when I'm at home. You can be different people. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you have multiple personalities. I'm just saying that no, man, you show up. Yeah, show up authentically. Don't bend yourself out of shape because, you know, this group of people here today, I had a friend who was vegan, I'm not vegan. I'm not likely to ever in my life <laughs> vegan. This is the truth. I, I found myself, I mean, vegetarian is not even never, I mean, I cannot be vegetarian. If I can live my life eating meat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, the truth is that I probably would. This is me. But I remember I had a friend some years back, she was vegan. Oh my goodness and this was in the years before i sort of came to know who i was it was in the years when i was still trying to figure out you know what i'm about so i would do things like when we go to a restaurant i would not eat meat goodness me no. oh, you, mean like you, go, you look at the menu and, and you're too scared to order something that you know you really want and you eat a bunch of, eat a bunch of vegetables because you know, the person sitting next to you is vegan. No more. <laughs> no more. I'm not. So now, my default setting where that is concerned is everybody, everybody knows me. Everybody knows 
that I am not vegan. I am not trying to be vegan. I, I respect vegans. I respect them so much, but I am not. So, it's, I mean, it, can you believe something as simple as that? It took me years for me to be able to say in certain circles, in certain groups of people, I cannot acknowledge the fact that I like to eat meat. Maybe so, can you think of like other aspects of your life? I like meat. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. We know you do, Janet. <laughs> Janet's a meat eater for sure. <laughs> but you're right, even, even in my home amongst, you know, there's eight of us in here and I am not the same. I don't even treat everybody the same way uh, because we have different relationships and they treat me differently. To the nice ones here, I'm very nice. But if you're mean, I'm not so nice. So I totally agree with you. There is a difference for sure. Yes. Yeah. There was a question from the audience. Oh, it was Charlotte. She says, does EJ have any tips on raising confident daughters? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My... <laughs> that tickled your phone gun, huh? Anybody <laughs> goes online. Anybody goes online. You see my, my daughters. My daughters, I've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And if I'm being honest with you, it wasn't easy at first. My children are mixed race. And as I said, we don't live in the most diverse of places. And I didn't know that this was an issue I was going to have to deal with. I mean, I've only just come into my own identity. I didn't realize that already I'd have to be dealing with the identity or helping my children own their identity. It's not easy. My kids, so my first child, once said to me, um, she was about four then, and she she calls black people brown and white people pink. And I, I've never corrected that. She, those are the colors she sees, so that's what she says. And she said to me once that when pink people run out, when she said, when pink men run out of pink women to marry, then they have to make do with brown women because they've run out of pink women. So I said, is that your opinion of me? That somebody that I sort of have been wheeled out because they've run out of options, so therefore they use me. As a result of just that small conversation and many other conversations that I've had with her since, I have learned that the way to show my daughters, the way for them to learn to be confident, to show them, is for me to occupy space. So people will notice that in the last year, I have notched it up a bit. And as a result, a lot of people, because I have decided to be unapologetic in who I am, unapologetic in occupying the space that God has given me. And that is how it is going to be, not just for me, but because of who is watching. So like tonight, Zara, my first daughter, says to me, are you doing a talk tonight, mommy? Yes. And she goes, who is talking? I was like, me. <gasps> really? Again? Is it just, so you're not just listening? Are you going to be talking as well? Yeah, I am. And she goes, you're going to be famous. You're going to be famous. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Because the only way I can show her, the only way I can teach her to be confident 
is to show her no matter how many things I say, she's going to grow up based on what I do. I'm very, very lucky to come from a family where we're like this. So my mom, my dad, my brothers, my sisters, they, they are people who we build one another up and they are helping me build my daughters up as well. But there is no way I can bring up a confident girl, a confident black girl, a confident mixed race girl in a white society if I continue to hide in the corner, if I pin myself to the corner, afraid to be me, Ooh. then I am showing her that that is how, that is what she is to expect from life. We were going through, my, my daughter now likes to go through houses. She likes to look at pictures of nice big houses because she thinks that we're moving soon. I'm not gonna argue, we're moving soon. Soon can be in the next five years, that's soon. But her, I'm letting her to, I'm letting her dream. I do not put any limits on her dream whatsoever. I do not, there is nothing she cannot do. In our family, we are superheroes. That's just a known fact. Mm. We're, we're superheroes. We have different powers. We help people. And that's just who we are. There's no, no difference. So when she says to me like, oh, that person was staring at me. So they were staring at you because you're quite special. They've never seen anything like you in their life. So shoulder up, chin up, and own it. That's the only thing I want to say about that. I mean, Charlotte, I'm probably going to come to you, come to you for tips soon. <laughs> and I can say I met her when she was deciding between a peacock and a bright yellow. She's <laughs> <laughs> I'd like I'd like to add one thing. I've recently become in in my quest to occupy space, in my quest to just show my kids that we're here to stay. This is who we are, and we can be whatever we choose to be. In my quest to do that, I've become a magistrate. And when I tried to explain this to my kids, I said, "Mommy's a magistrate now." I said, what's a magistrate? And I said, well, a judge, like a judge. In <gasps> or a judge, you're going to send people to jail and all that. And it's just, it's just, I'm, just, I, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm finally being me. I'm enjoying the fact that my daughter, my children get it. And because I can be like this, so can they, and they can go do even more. What we believe in in our family is what we believe in in our family. Whatever you go outside and they tell you doesn't count. That's my attitude. Because you can go get your education from wherever you like. If that's not what we believe in this family, it doesn't count. And they are bold enough now to say to their friends, oh, sorry, I'm not allowed to do that. Sorry, I'm not allowed to go there. Sorry, I'm not allowed to play with that toy. And they're confident enough to tell me as well. So I feel like we're on the right track. Not perfect, but... We're getting there. Yes. Yes. So who are you? Mm. Mm. I got a few. I got a few. Yes. <laughs> so um, y'all you know, know me. I got to process. I got to say things out loud. Some people write it down. I got to say it out loud. So I'm just saying this. That I, so I've learned that you have to really accept yourself, all of you, uh, to really know who you are and, and that serves you well. 
except all of you. Mm -hmm. um, I was recently on a show, um, EJ, or I, I produced a show when it was uh, with the, the healer folks and they talked about there is no, there's no good and there's no bad. There's only energy and you should be grounded. Um, what do you think about that? Is there, is there no good and bad of you? It's just, what do you think? About I've, I've not. I mean, if this if this is enlightenment, I'm not there yet. There is good, there is bad. For me, it is it's clear. Maybe one day I'll get to the point where I will understand that, or I can, you know, grasp that. But for now, there is evil. There is evil, and this is good. I mean, I come from a part in the world. I come from the northeastern part of Nigeria, mm -hmm. and when I see the victims of this terrorist group, Boko Haram. I can tell you without any shadow of a doubt, for me, for now, that evil exists. Hmm. There is so maybe it's bad energy, good energy, I don't know. But there is there is definitely a difference. Intentions, intentions can be good, intentions can be bad. That's why I ask, do you have a clear conscience hmm. in our day-to-day -day living in the things that we, we do? Why are we doing them? What's the intention? I genuinely believe it can be good or it can be good or bad. I have a three-point thing that I I live by. Mm -hmm. Face yourself. Face yourself. So face yourself. Stand in a mirror and face yourself. All yourself. Good, all bad, yourself. not all of it. All of it, I mean. Good, bad, ugly. Face yourself. All of it. Got it. Know yourself. So while you're standing there, you get to know yourself. You get to know who you are, what you are about. You get to know what makes you think, what you like, what you don't like. You know, know yourself. Grow yourself. Grow yourself. Hey, so now that you've yes. faced, faced myself, I know this is all of me. I acknowledge it so I know myself. This is what I'm about. Now I choose, I choose what part of me I want to grow. This side that is not so good, I will grow it because I know myself. I'm not growing it because somebody else said I should. I'm growing it because I know myself. That is so good. Yes. I like that. That's Me too. Awesome. I need to write that down. Already And I wrote it on the computer so I could put it on the computer. Already. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> Oh, yes, love it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. 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 We yeah. do have some things we want to mention um, before we start closing out here. Um, we do want to talk about our giveaway on this channel. We we love that, that you come and you watch our show. We love the comments. We love the interaction. We are trying to increase that. Um, we have a giveaway going on. It's a $20 Amazon gift card. So Toy's going to put the link up. And what do you do? You just subscribe and you share and you subscribe and you share so that you could possibly be the one to win the $20 gift card. I did not want to interrupt you, but the giveaway started at the end of the month and it's over today. <laughs> and we actually are going to announce the winner. But because you said giveaway, that means we're going to have to have a February giveaway, Toya. We're going to have to have another. We're going to the end of the month. Nope, it's, this is last Tuesday. 
This is the last Tuesday of January. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, well, hope you hope you've been listening. So those that uh yeah, yes, yes, it is four o'clock today. And I our winner is Melissa. Melissa Gardner is our winner. Wow, yes. Yes. Anyway, oh, so we'll be sending you over dollar gift card. And starting February, the first show we'll 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 give you the link for the new giveaway. So Soy mentioned the giveaway. I feel like we got to have another one. So. Yes, <laughs> so awesome. Congratulations, Melissa. Yes, yes. Melissa. Melissa, let me tell you what I need. No. Every week, y'all. She's she is there. She's very supportive. She is always commenting. She definitely deserves that. Yeah, so excited for her. Yeah. Yes, yes. So listen, we do want to say thank you to our sponsors. And today we have this beautiful chick, the, the full body chick. Uh, she has a little business, a thriving little business that she's going to tell full us about. Body, it the full body chick. Oh, that would be me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was my full body. Yes. Hi, I'm KSS Solutions. We are the resolution to your entrepreneurial demands. We provide customer service, email management, event planning, logistics, face group management. I can be your personal liaison, podcast coordinator, schedule, and social media. Give us a call at 404-403-0969. We have three customers meet your needs and get your business thriving because you're with the full body team. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got that. Uh, all commercial. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh shoot! And and lastly, we have an awesome conference coming up. So y'all tell us about that. Okay, this is our first in-person conference that we're hosting in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at the Hotel Indigo, June fourth through six, two thousand twenty-one. If you have any questions, you can email us at vasl at vawallconference.com. Or you can go to our website, vaworldconference.com, for tickets and more information. Awesomeness. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited about that. If you don't know, we are all virtual assistants here, and we're all getting together for our first conference. So if you're interested at all about the industry, definitely uh, connect with us, vaworldconference.com. Awesome. So, EJ, we want to give you the final word. It was so fun. You really taught me a lot. I really yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I had yeah. I had a lot. Of, I have been looking forward to this. I've been so nervous. But you guys have just made me feel so comfortable. And it's just it's just nice having a girl, you know, just nice girl chat, isn't it? It's, I really enjoyed it. So thank you for having me. You um, can we please be your sisters? Yeah, be your sisters and you please come back because clearly we we like got like a tenth of what you provide, you know. <laughs> And you must come back. Yes, is I would love to. I would honestly, I would, I would love to. I think, I think what you're doing is amazing. And well, you've got a new viewer every oh. Tuesday. I'll be here. I'll be sharing it. And because I think more people need to, more people need to see you guys. More people need to hear what you're, what you're doing. It's fantastic. Oh, awesome. I, just, I was just going to say, oh, good. My, my charity. I was just going to say, people want to have a look and see, yeah. see what we're doing. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot of work, but it's it's something that is my passion, um, because of where I come from, and because of 
the crisis that we've had. We've had, to put it bluntly, we've had quite a lot of killing sprees in uh, northeastern Nigeria over the years. And as you can imagine, it has hurt it has hurt the community, it has hurt the economy, it has hurt our friends, our family. So the Kairos Initiative is just trying to trying to just bring back some hope. And we've done a lot. We're very busy. We're a very small charity. We're very, very busy. So thank you so much. I've got nothing else to say. I'm just so grateful that you you asked me. And I hope it has been of some value. Yes. I really Did appreciate you, that. I wanted to ask you, um, I, I, I'm feeling, you know, the, the, the charity and someone like me, I don't, you know, what can I do to be supported? What can we as a, as a community be to, to, to assist you, support you? I, I say to people, I mean, everybody knows as a charity, we're looking for money, but it goes mm -hmm. further than that for me. For me, I say to tell our stories, tell mm -hmm. the story, tell people to go or look on the website or join mm -hmm. our Facebook group. Um, we have a, a Facebook group called Friends of Kairos. And, and there I tell a lot of specific stories about specific individual people. It's not just, oh, look, Northeastern Nigeria. I like to go down to the one person and I tell you this woman's story or this man's story. So you see the human beings behind the statistics. But yeah, tell our stories. That's what. That's all. Just share share our posts. Let people know that we're here. And anybody who has any expertise that could help us, then we're open to that as well. Fantastic. Um, when you get the opportunity, will you please link us to the Facebook group in the comments? Okay. Awesome. Okay. Right. okay. Fantastic. We will make sure yeah. to share that amongst everyone, and hopefully we that'll can... be amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. And then also, the more we hear you talk, then me and Toya hopefully can get better in our kind of wannabe English accents. We love it. Hang on. I, I, I wish I had an English accent. I don't know what this accent is. Yeah. It is something. I can't even find my camera now. But yeah, um, this is, this is a, a Nigerian accent, actually. It's I think it's a mixture. I, I agree. Like you said, it's not totally like, you know, what a London or something, but it's definitely like right. a mixture. Yeah, and yeah. I love it. Well, so I, yes, we, we want that one. That's the kind, that's what we want. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to go live in Nigeria for a bit and then oh, come okay. and live for a bit and then we just yeah, have that kind of mixture. I want to have an American accent. I find myself when I'm watching American TV, I suddenly get this. Oh yes, that is precious. All right, y'all take us on out. Take us on yes, out. Y'all, thank you so much for coming. Make sure you meet us right back here every Tuesday at four. 4 p.m. Do not forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. We love y'all. See you next week. Bye. Bye. -bye.